0: have some creepy stuff yeah. to, to tell today. It's been a minute. We took kind of the summer off, but mm-hmm. lots going on. Life is very busy for both of us. <laughs> but well, we're back. But we are. And back this in was, action
1: for Halloween. Yep,
0: and Halloween, and got some creepy stories to talk about, mm-hmm. to tell. We got a few uh, emailed over to us. I'm excited to hear these. Yeah, but I wanted to start off today by talking really quickly just about a couple things. I know that you and I had talked, Jessica, at one point and I was like we're saving it for the episode. I do remember
1: that. I don't know what it was about but I do remember <laughs> us having that conversation. Yeah, I'm
0: excited. So this um, this happened In August, so both of these stories happened in our house, and I've never felt like this house is haunted. I feel like an energy here, but it's it's like a good energy. Uh huh. And the same people that like built this house, I think, lived here for a really long time. I don't know if they died in here or not. I have no idea. But um, yeah. (laughs) Uh. So, one night, I was. Uh, back home visiting my parents with Emma and Matt Mm -hmm. was here alone Mm -hmm. and he was sick so he had been in bed all day long and this was I think in August beginning of August and he was he was in bed all day and so he was just watching tv and uh, he said that night when he went to bed uh, our dog was in the bed with him and he woke up at like six in the morning to go to the bathroom and he looked in our living room and our living room TV was on. And he's like, that's strange because our bedroom and our living room TV are on the same receiver so if it restarts, they both restart. Oh. And the only way to turn on that TV in the living room is to press the remote to turn it on. So Matt was like, well maybe Maggie just laid on the remote and turned it on, whatever. But he went over there to turn it off and the remotes were on the back of the couch, like up on the top where we Keep them so Emma doesn't get to them. She does now, but she didn't at the time really.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so he was like, That's really weird. Why yeah. is the TV on? And it wasn't the cable, it was just the, the regular TV because we have a smart TV, so it goes to that Sam Samsung TV station. Uh-huh. And it was just playing some random cooking show at six in the morning. <laughs> weird. Yeah, and he's like, It now that I am repeating it, it's like it's strange but i'm just like eh, whatever but he was just like this is weird and he doesn't believe out. in stuff like that at all yeah yeah, he's just not a believer but it was weird he said it was weird and i was like yeah that's weird that's never happened before in our house it didn't it's never just randomly turned on mm-hmm. before and so we just kind of like eh, whatever like sometimes we'll bolt randomly hear things dropping in our house or like oh. a loud noise but we never can usually find out what it is mm. <laughs> and, I
1: had a yeah. couple times when I came into my apartment like I was, I left I, you know, shut the t- TV off I, you know, left the house um, but every couple like it's happened a couple of times where I walk into my house and I hear I hear like a a television or like people talking and the first time it happened i was like really spooked by it because i was like what is that there are people in my house and when i got in i looked around nothing was nothing was like nobody was in here but the television the screen was off but the sound was on
0: oh i remember you telling me this story
1: and i was like what is happening and so, it hasn't happened since then. It's only happened a couple of times. Didn't you send me a video of that? I might
0: have. I feel like you did.
1: But it happened the first time and I was so spooked by it. But then it happened a second time and I was less spooked by it because I knew it wasn't a person. It was probably my television. Yeah. But, like, how strange is that? And then it's never happened again. I that worries. was, like, a couple of years ago, I feel like.
0: It would be one thing if these things happened, like all of the time. Right. Uh, but it is weird when they happen just randomly. Like, my next story, yeah. which I already told you about because I was so scared. I texted you, oh, like, yeah. immediately afterward. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I was laying in bed trying to just, like, I had just put Emma down for a nap and Matt said he was going to go to the store or whatever, so I just went into my room and turned on my meditation app and I was just going to do a quick meditation and reset yeah. myself but yeah. I had the light on in the bedroom so I lay down I paused the app I got up turned the light off and went to lay back down turned my app back on closed my eyes and I hear click and the light was on oh
1: my god! again oh my goodness
0: uh we don't have those like knob like the that it protrudes out you know it's just like yeah. a flat and it's like an up and down like push type
1: thing right, right.
0: and it clicks. you can hear it click when you turn it up on or off and it, I heard it click yeah and it just turned on and I jumped up and I was like like thousands of things are going through my head like my, maybe Matt's in the basement messing with the electricity why he would right. be doing that I don't know so I got up and I looked out and he's not even there. And so I was like, okay, that's weird. So I called him and I was like, because I was like freaking out. It was very strange. I just got an immediate like weird, scary feeling. Yeah. And he was like, huh, what's probably just um, like the light switch toggle wasn't all the way up and it mm-hmm. clicked over eventually
1: it was like mm-hmm. maybe
0: I tried to reenact it I, I could not right so maybe it was electrical I, I kind of hope it is but it, <laughs> either way it was very very creepy to me that is um, creepy yeah because sure. it's it's not like these things happen we don't have electric electrical things happen in our house. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean like that stuff just doesn't happen often yeah and it was delayed it was like a few minutes or like not a few maybe a minute later or 30 mm-hmm. seconds maybe I don't know but mm-hmm. I was like oh my god <laughs> I don't like that at all I would yeah so. I I
1: don't like light activity although I do have smart lights and so oh, you do? I do Um. so like there, there's always a chance that something could happen. Um, but like, for example, I've had them um I've had them come on um and I didn't turn them on um because this like there's no switch to turn them on. Yeah. There's no like you physically have to tell the tell the, you know, um Device to turn it on, or flip the switch on an app on my phone. Yeah, my phone is the only app that has that particular um, app on it, so there's no way for there's no way for it to come on. Um, but it does. That's
0: weird. Did you want to tell some of your sister's stories in this one? If not, I can just edit this part out. <laughs> Let me see if I can find them. I just wanted to ask, because I remember us, we were talking about it at one point. Yeah, she would be so excited to hear them on the podcast.
1: Um, I explained <laughs> the letter opener situation Yeah, um, before on the pod, and my sister says that she remembers it differently. But here, here's the situation. Is that... My sister was young. (laughs) And you were older. And so, and I kind of understood it way differently based on how my, well, how my mother and my sister described it. So anyway, um, she says that she was sat at a table, which is not true. It was 100% our desk, our (laughs) office desk. And she said she was opening a letter from a long-distant friend. Not true. She was playing with a letter opener. <laughs> really, we're just going to fact-check my sister's story.
0: She she's going to listen to this and be like,
1: really, Jessica? She's die. She's going like, absolutely not. Um, uh, from a long-distant friend, I used a letter opener to open the envelope and sat it down next to my right side on the table, and it lifted up and flung across the table. Okay. She said... Another experience that I often mix with this memory is feeling like someone brushed up against me from behind and saw an older man without a face. She said, I think this is kind of exaggerating a little bit, but she said it could have also possibly been a bloody head. That is not true. She would have been so freaked out. She would have screamed. (laughs) That's not what happened. Um sometimes I can't remember what memory was real and what was developed from thoughts over the course of time. Yeah. Like okay, name of the telephone.
0: Yeah. Um, what do you remember about that instance? Just so we can recap.
1: Yeah. So basically what happened, my sister was sitting at, at my parents desk, like an office desk uh, and it's up against a wall. On one side of our living room, at the time, and um, the desk was one one of those very heavy metal desks. I don't know if you know. It was it was like an industrial type desk. It was very duty because this was like, I mean, you have this was like '90s or very early '90s. Um, and this is, this is one that only one person could not lift it and move it. You had to have like two people lift it and move it. Um, but my sister, my mother was watching a movie or a television show and she fell asleep in her chair, which was, you know, literally if my sister sitting at the desk and my mother reached out their hands towards each other, they would probably touch. It was very, very close. Um, and so, um, they ended up, they ended up doing like a, um, they ended up, you know, my mother fell asleep. My sister like was just playing around at this table, at this like office, um, and, or at this office, at this desk. And then, um, she was playing around she my 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 parents had like all these envelopes on the desk and so my sister picked up this letter opener it was not a letter opener that was like small and like handheld size like this yeah it was a long
0: it That's was a how long. I was picturing one. it
1: yeah yeah like one of those old long ones that um our grandma you know, yeah <laughs> and so um and so she was, she was doing, she was playing with that and just opening, just opening mail. Just, just playing <laughs> around. To town. Yeah, because she thought it was fun and she saw my parents
0: doing it. Hey, Paranormies, I'm Brittany. And I'm Alexa. And we're the hosts of They Don't Stay Dead. We're a paranormal podcast from Australia and we've made it our mission to share with you all the real-life ghost stories and haunted locations from our home as well as encounters with supernatural beings and reports of unknown mysteries. From haunted asylums and ghost ships to big cat cryptids and alien encounters, there's something for everyone. We release new episodes every Thursday and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to check out our Instagram at they don't stay dead for weekly updates. We get a little bit spooky and a lot silly. So join us for some laughs and a tale of the unknown. Stay spooky, Paranormies.
1: Yeah, so the letter opener was one of those old-fashioned, like, long
0: pointed...
1: Um, so not exactly safe, um, you know, for my sister. How old was your sister? Um, she was, this was in South Carolina, so she was probably, let's see, three, six, probably eight. Okay. Eight years old, nine, maybe? Yeah. Um, yeah, probably eight. And she, uh... She was playing with it. She was opening a bunch of letters and then she put it down. She put it, she went to put it down on the desk and either as she was laying it down or right after she laid it down, it like flung to the back of the desk. And there was a little bit of space between the wall and the back of the desk. um, And the letter opener fell behind the back of the desk and the, the desk is is so heavy that you can't move it to like get anything out from behind it um and so the back of the desk is also like has like a backing on it that you can't it's metal you can't like get back there unless you move it and so whenever um whenever it flung back there and behind the desk she wouldn't have been able to get to it so the fact that it went back there was almost perfect because she would have not been able to play with it well once, once um, that happened she looked up and in the doorway on the left hand side of the desk um, there was an image of a man, like she could see a man and the person had no head um, but what I don't know what happened but she could see it um it was just like an image an image of a man I don't know how real it was how I was like spooked um because my mom was scared my sister was scared I was scared it was just it was crazy
0: (laughs) so it's weird it's it's funny too how different like you both encounter it but you both remember it different like yeah, it happens, obviously, but it's just it it can make it more interesting, right? I'm really,
1: I'm always really curious to like. I wish that we could like <laughs> rewind and see yeah. like what really happened. Um, that would have that that would be really great. Um, but there's that situation. Do you just want me to continue? Because yeah, if separate- you
0: have another one, yeah,
1: okay. So, let's see. Okay, so she said, this one is about her sleeping. She says that this had to have been when we lived in South Carolina. So, again, 90s, early 90s, um, early to mid 90s, I would say. She and I were in bed and we heard something in the closet and it fell. Okay, so this is something that I don't remember at all, but she does. She says it fell and we screamed so loud our parents came in and my and dad opened the closet and it ended up being our sleeping bags. How the heck did they fall on their own without being disturbed? Okay, I can see this, like I can see this just being the case. Because sleeping bags can fall. Yeah. Um, sometimes. But she was really spooked by it. It, it really impacted her.
0: <laughs> um... I could see she, that, if especially if it's it was just like a random yeah, you know, yeah,
1: she said she had another experience as a child, I think when I finally had my own room right before we moved to Michigan, she recalls being in bed and feeling like she was being watched. Um, I also had an intense feeling of being watched as a kid, like, and a teenager, honestly. So this might have been like a family thing. Maybe. I don't know. But it just, um, but she said that it was not as if it was a person. It felt more like an animal, which was so strange to me. That's interesting. Mine always feel like a person is watching me. Um, Pretty interesting, actually. She says, she says we were talking about gnomes or owls. And we, I think we were talking about owls in one of the episodes because she just binged all of our episodes. Oh, <laughs> She's yeah. like, notes about everything. I love it. Um, <laughs> she says, this experience I had was some German Christmas clown gnome figure that wriggled up what? from between the wall and my bed <gasps> and asked me if I would stay awake and play with him. Ew. I do not remember this. What? I have, no, I have no idea what this is about. You
0: said German? She said she,
1: her experience she had was with some German Christmas clown or gnome figure. Gnome-like figure. Was this in Michigan? No, this was... Um, I don't know. It doesn't say, actually. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Um, she says between, she, she said it wriggled up from between the wall and her bed and asked her if, if it would, if she would stay awake and play with him. He that had two of them, two feet tall, lanky legs, aren't lanky legs and arms and a pointy hat, col- colorful and patterned clothing. But she stayed where she was frozen and covered her head with the blanket and eventually fell asleep. Um, uh, if- knew about that I would just be like terrified
0: that is terrifying yeah especially because of recent like just stories I've read or things I've looked up about gnomes Yeah. Yeah, and how I didn't realize they had a creepy supernatural element to them until recently I thought they were just like statues (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) like just harmless Ah. little made-up things but no they're like a real uh a thing and in fact there is an episode of I talk about this podcast actually a lot on the show because it's but it's called Otherworld and they have a whole episode about gnomes and that's where I read about it and so um my parents like gnomes in in their garden, and so my mom and dad will get me them occasionally, and now every single time they like, gift me something like a gnome, I'm like, I don't know if I want this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what I was just thinking is that um, I wonder if my parents ever, my mom or somebody ever watched Leprechaun with my sister around, because maybe that's where she got spooked, because that movie's been long, like, and I don't know.
0: I don't know. I always do wonder if things that we see as a child like TV shows or yeah, you know, movies or whatever influence what we see or yeah, sometimes. But and that could be true, but it also could it could sometimes just show up as something that we're fam- familiar with. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like maybe it doesn't always appear as a German gnome, like, figure Mm -hmm. with lanky arms. Yeah. But that's terrifying. Yeah. And I love it.
1: Okay, so here's another really weird one. She said this was when we lived in Washington uh, State. Um, She said our parents were having us clean our rooms, and my room was right next to hers at the end of the hallway, which is true. Mm -hmm. Um, They were right next to each other. Um... I was in my room and I was come and she was just coming up the hallway. She remembers singing or talking, but there was a pile of Barbies in her doorway. And as she stepped in the room, she says that one of her Barbies grabbed her ankle and she <gasps> just- <laughs> I do not remember this. I have no memory of this. That
0: is so creepy. I don't know. I love it. Who? She, she's
1: very adamant about these.
0: Um, I mean, I, why, uh, yeah, I would be too. I mean, especially if you remember those things happening to you.
1: Yeah. She also had an apartment, um, that she lived in, her very first apartment. Um, she says when she lived in this apartment, she noticed a handprint in her shower every time she would shower and it would fog up. She would see this handprint, um, she said she cleaned it regularly, so it was really odd to her to see the same handprint in the same area of the shower, even though she cleaned it regularly.
0: Yeah, yeah that is creepy. hmm Because if you think about it, I mean, you wash your shower doors or wipe them off in your, your mirrors when you clean your bathroom or whatever, and whatever mm-hmm. solution you use should take off all the grimy handprint or, like, grease from your hands or whatever off of right. the glass. Right. So that is very yeah. strange. Yeah. Ugh.
1: She said that um, t- around the same time she was, she was doing a caregiving job. So she was taking care of um, uh, the disabled um, community in our, in our area and um, just caring for them in, in a home. And she said that a friend had given her a baby blue awareness ribbon for something a few days prior And she said, so she had it on her counter next to her dining room and it wasn't near the edge or anything in her hallway. Um, It was a decent like three feet from where it was resting. And she said that as she got up from the couch where she often slept after working late, she felt a little weird. She said she got to the end of the hallway and went to enter the bathroom. But before she closed the door, she turned back to face the hallway and she saw the ribbon at eye level right in front of her. Weird. She says it fell to the floor. She bent over and picked it up and freaked out. She called her boyfriend to have him calm her down because it was so terrifying. She threw it away because she didn't want anything that with anything that harnessed that much energy. Right. What does the blue ribbon stand for? I... Now I'm curious to know. Well, that's a good
0: question. Let's look know. it
1: up. Oh, child abuse and prevention. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Weird. I don't know. I didn't realize she had so many stories. Did you? No. No. <laughs> Are you
1: me? No. I'm honestly, I'm glad I don't remember several of those things because uh, probably a good thing. I probably blocked them out. Oh. Um, oh, I do want to read this last one. Okay. This last one, because I think you might get a kick out of it. So this one, she titled The Lights. <laughs> perfect. She says she was heading to work um, at the time she was working at a bakery. Um, she said it was right around six thirty in the morning because she started her shift at seven and the drive takes about 15 to 20 minutes. She said it was still dark out but you can see the light pollution over Traverse City um, as you're coming down M22. Yep. And She said there's an airport in Traverse City called Cherry Capital, and she had never paid attention before, but you can see red lights to guide the aircrafts in and out of just over the city. So as she was coming down the road, she saw white lights, but higher than the red ones. Not by much, but they were scattered, and the closer she got, the easier she could see them. Um... She said that she stopped in at a gas station for gas and asked the attendant if the white lights were for the airport. And he said, no, the airport, light, airport lights are red, not white. He was confused by, by what she saw and said, maybe it's just the phone towers, but you can't see the phone tower lights at that height. Um She left the gas station and continued her drive to work. As she kept getting closer, she kept darting her eyes where the lights were, and they began disappearing from the horizon. The closer she got to the east side of town, she never figured out what that was.
0: So, that's interesting. I My cousin used to work for that airport.
1: Really? I should, I I should ask him
0: it. if he yeah. could debunk it. Not the yeah, but have... tell us if, there, if that is something that maybe be... there's
1: white light lights too, but they go out.
0: Yeah, or might have been just a the UFO. Yeah, that's really creepy.
1: It is really creepy.
0: Well, thanks for sharing those.
1: Yeah,
0: and thank your no sister problem. for sending them, and maybe we'll read some of her other ones on another episode. For sure. Before we get into the other couple stories, I just wanted to read this uh, blip of this one article I was I found just randomly this morning. Goldie Hahn says she has had an encounter with aliens who quote, okay. touched my face. So yeah, so her husband, uh, his name is escaping me for some reason, but I love him, and I don't know why I can't remember his name. It's gonna drive me nuts. Hold on. I'm going to have to figure it out. Kurt Russell. Got it. Anyway, I, I love him. But he's the one that is the first one to have um, reported the Phoenix Lights. you know what those are? Yes. Uh, I think it was no. 97. Well, okay. he's, he's a pilot, and in Phoenix there were these, kind of similar to what you were just Descri- your sister described in that video of these lights scattering in the sky. Yeah. And he was a pilot, so um, we could probably go into this deeper if we wanted to one day, but he uh, spotted them and um, called it in to whoever, and then everybody in Phoenix was calling and saying that they saw the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, but so her that's her husband had that experience but she said uh this had happened when she was she had an encounter when she was about 20 and she had uh said that she'd been dancing in an area located near the desert in california and opted to sleep in one of her fellow dancers cars when it happened she says i quote i got this high-pitched sound in my ear it was this high, high frequency. I looked out the window, and I saw these two or three triangular-shaped heads. Uh, they, She described the aliens as a silver in color with a slash for a mouth, a tiny little nose, and no ears. She said they were pointing at me, pointing at me in the car as if they were discussing me like I was a subject. And they were droning. I could not move. I was paralyzed. I didn't know if it was real or not and she said um, she eventually was able to burst out of the situation like bursting out of a force field, which is interesting. <laughs> wow. She explained that it wasn't until years later that she had finally recalled tidbits of what happened and when she visited an astrophysicist who had been researching outer space and alien encounters at the University of Champaign, Illinois. He asked her questions about her encounter, which triggered a memory for her. She said it was kind of like regression therapy or something, uh, almost in a trance, and suddenly I remembered something. They touched my face. They touched my face, and it felt like the finger of God, <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> it was the most benevolent, loving feeling. This was powerful. It was filled with light. Um, she did have another instance happen when she was in Avebury in London. I don't know if that's how you say that, but she said that she dreamed of six lights coming up on some little mountains up across the valley, and then she and her friend drove down to a place in in very similar to her dream when a crop circle had sprung up in the shape of a heart. What? Um, She says, I don't want to know everything. We cut ourselves off from a lot of things if we... If we're continuing to deny something that we have no proof over, there's a lot of things in this world that we can't see, but we can't stop believing. And I just love that quote. She said, We can never lose our wonder. It's just no fun. It's really an important aspect of being an adventurer where nothing is impossible. So I thought that was cool. (laughs) That is cool. I do have a couple more stories. Did you want to start off with that shorter one that I put in the chat? Yeah. And then there's another right. longer one that I'll read after that. Okay, so
1: this is on Reddit. Um, there's a user, username V Kiesler, and his girlfriend were on a road trip through California when they found a relatively empty campsite. Okay, first of all, I'm a no. Hard <laughs> no on empty campsites, okay?
0: Or camping in general we're
1: not camping that's true. people. <laughs> that's a great point yeah uh they set up camp made dinner and went to bed okay in the middle of the night they were awoken by somebody whistling outside their tent to the tune of when the saints come marching in nope <laughs> that is the creepiest song to whistle okay yeah I in know. the middle of an empty campground no and whistling in
0: general is just creepy
1: They laid in utter silence, hoping the singing person would go away. I'm sorry. I would
0: go kicking and screaming.
1: I'm fighting for my life at that point.
0: I know. There's no way I would be quiet.
1: I would be out of there. I'm like, get me. screaming. How far are they away from their car, man? Uh, But then the whistling turned to Chanting. When you sleep here, you disrespect me, and when you disrespect me, you disrespect the US Marines. The Reddit user knew they needed to get out. No kidding! I 100%! That is crazy. They yeah. quietly climbed from their tent into their truck. Thank God, finally and drove to a motel in the neighboring town. The next morning, they drove back to the campsite to retrieve the belongings they left behind. As they were leaving, they paused at a site adjacent to where they had slept, where a family had been staying. The family told the Reddit user that the singing had continued for another two to three hours after they'd left, and it was one of the creepiest things they'd ever experienced. That's um...
0: Yeah, so um, one thing about that is, no, I would not be staying with my family for two to three more hours just listening to that. No way. I don't know why the cops weren't called or why (laughs) more things didn't happen to try and stop that, at least in the story that...
1: I thought it was empty, though, but there's a neighbor, there's like another...
0: I did say that, didn't it?
1: So I wonder if, like, I probably would have went and said, "Hey guys, like, get the heck out of here!" Right? Because, or I don't know, exchange phone numbers or something, <laughs> just in case. That's really creepy.
0: Yeah, there's no way I would have. Uh, I, no. I mean, I I would have been getting up and leaving, for sure. Leaving. Yeah. And I wonder if it was just some crazy person that lived around there. Maybe. Maybe somebody didn't like people
1: staying at this campground location.
0: Yeah, it says a relatively empty campsite, so maybe their campsite didn't have anybody close by. Maybe that's what they meant by that. Got it, yeah. That's true. (sighs) Either way, I don't like it. No, thank you. Pass on the empty campground. (laughs) Pass on camping in general.
1: Camping, yes.
0: I'm not Uh, a No. I mean, I, you could probably get me into a campsite if there was a camper with electricity mm-hmm. and a bathroom and a TV. A
1: way to get away quickly.
0: <laughs> yeah, and my car keys in my pocket Yeah, very close to my camper.
1: 100%.
0: Ugh. Yeah, no. I used to camp all the time, too, and now that I'm an adult, I'm like, no. Not into no. it. I, I camped in the upper peninsula of Michigan on an island with all of my friends that you could only get to by a boat and right. it was fun but also now that I'm older uh, I was I don't know what I was thinking honestly like it's very 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 wooded yeah and I, you can imagine about all of the things that could have gone wrong in that situation luckily none of that oh. happened but yeah. I mean, good God. Anyway. The
1: last time I actually went camping, camping was when I was sixteen,
0: seventeen yeah. years old. No thanks. Nope. Yeah. So this next one, it has uh a couple stories within it. So this is from somebody that sent me I don't know if their name wants to be mentioned, so I, I'm just not gonna say it, but this person, yeah. uh, sent me a, an email and okay. it just, uh, says she's, uh, a, a paranormal investigator for about three years now. So, wow. um, she's, uh, says I definitely have some stories to tell. <laughs> yeah. Um, it starts off with, I am from Michigan, but this story happened just a few months ago in West Virginia when we went to the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, which has been featured on several, uh paranormal shows and okay. it's just very haunted known for being very, very haunted um, If you've ever investigated at Trans-Allegheny, you know that there's an inhuman entity known as the creeper that likes to crawl around mainly on the fourth floor, which is where it's been spotted the most okay. uh, It was the beginning of the investigation and the guide was giving us a tour of the building we were on the third floor outside of the solitary confinement rooms, kind of towards the end of a hallway, which then splits into two rooms, one on the left and one on the right. There was a window on the wall, so the light from the moon lit up the space a little. It wasn't pitch black, but still pretty dark. Our group was facing towards this end of the hallway, while our guide was facing towards us as he was telling us about solitary confinement. I we're towards the outskirts of the group. As the guide is talking, everyone, including myself, are looking at him. But my friend is looking down the hallway. I notice his gaze and follow it to see what he's looking at. And then we both gasped as we see the same thing. Uh, the best way I can describe it is this black hump low to the ground with these sharp spider-like legs coming out of it. When we really got What really got me was how clear this thing was. I see this thing hop down from the wall on the right, then kind of moved from side to side, then scurried across the floor into the room on the left.
1: (laughs) I'm done with the scurrying. No. (laughs) The fact that it's called the creep
0: is just enough to make me never set foot in this place.
1: (laughs) No. It feels like Um, some kind of 13 ghosts sort of
0: situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. I'm uh, I'm good on that, but it goes on to say, safe to say, my friend and I were freaking out, as expected. Uh, I couldn't even wrap my mind around it. When I first saw it, my first thought was, who let their dog into the asylum? <laughs> that would be yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> then it clicked. That, assumption. Right. Then it clicked that there were no dogs in the building. Uh, my friend thought he was just seeing things until he saw that I was seeing it too. After it crawled away, the guide notices us freaking out and asks us what happened. Uh, we told him about what we had seen and where it had gone. He then walks down the hallway, goes into the room where the thing had crawled into, shined his flashlight around, then comes back out and says, yeah, there's nothing there. You probably just saw the creeper. Then from behind us, another guide goes, I guess the creeper is active tonight. Just normal. Just normal. Normal activity. Uh, that same night on the fourth floor, we were doing an Estes Method session. Which, oh, for those of you who don't know what Estes Method is, it was um, developed by two um, paranormal paranormal investigators, um, Carl, or, yeah, Carl Pfeiffer and um, Connor Randall. And basically, what it is is you put noise cancellation headphones on that are that's connected to a spirit box, which is just like radio frequencies that are blipping and um basically you can sometimes if you ask questions or speak it can come through as words through through that kind of hard to explain Mm -hmm. but um and then you also put a blindfold on so that you like your senses are just you can't see anything you can't hear anything so you can't read lips and you can't hear what the questions are being asked so Mm -hmm. it's it works really well for a lot of people but um We were talking to one of the spirits on the floor, who we think was named James, uh, who we thought to be making the footsteps coming down the hallway. We asked if we could come closer to talk to us, and the spirit box goes, coming closer. (gasps) We watched as three different cat balls we set up going down the hallway all light up one after another. Then we all feel a cold breeze whoosh past us. It was the middle of August, and there was no air conditioning on that floor.
1: My word. (laughs)
0: Does not much else happened the rest of the night, aside from my mom hearing our friend's voice right in her ear just to turn and see that our friend was all the way down the hallway and hadn't been speaking at all. I've seen shadow people and have had conversations with the dead, but seeing the creeper has changed the way I view everything.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can certainly see how, you know feeling or experiencing that energy is just like that would change that would change yeah. everything for me
0: yeah I think you know? so too especially because it's not really classified as a human spirit right. it's classified as a entity that is who knows what which yeah. I think is even creepier
1: <laughs> yeah cause you don't really even know
0: oh god Kind of like
1: Is it kind of like the skinwalker type of thing?
0: Yeah, a little bit. Um, Yeah, because skinwalkers. Yeah, they can. They're just not really human. They're. um, Or, I mean, there's a lot of different theories on skinwalkers, but yeah, they're just Mm -hmm. creepy entities that can change Uh. uh, how they appear to you and what they appear as. So. Right. I don't like that. I don't like stuff like that.
1: Yeah, that's spooky. <sighs>
0: um, this next one they say is, This story isn't as spooky or as long, but it sticks out to me because the location was filled with very intelligent activity. Uh, it's probably spooky to us, just so you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. uh, it says, we were at Fair- Fairfield Infirmary in Lancaster, Ohio, uh, in the girls' room, having a conversation via spirit box. With a little girl we had thought to be named Sarah, Sarah wasn't the only child spirit in this in this room, but seemed to be the most responsive. I had my trigger object, which is a blue Axolotl stuffed animal with crazy blue hair, amongst the other dolls in the room. Uh, upon introducing my own toy I had brought for the kids to play with, the spirit box goes tear, weird, toy thing. <laughs> Anyways. We were talking to Sarah and these spir- other spirits, and it's apparent that the kids had taken a liking to me. They were saying my name over the box and setting up the cat balls I had around me. Uh, those cat balls are those little, you know what I'm talking about, Jessica, where they're just little cat toy balls that light up, and they move. Yeah. They can move uh, yeah. if energy or, you know, yeah. whatever is pushing them around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it said that my mom goes, you can touch her if you want, maybe play with her hair. She doesn't mind, which yes, I very much did mind since I've never been touched before and didn't really want to be touched now. But I kind of, sp- <laughs> it's really funny that the mom was just like, yeah, touch my daughter. It's fine.
1: <laughs> I would uh, not. I'd be like, take that back right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch it me. Yeah. No, thank you.
0: <laughs> it says, but <laughs> I kind of shrugged it off thinking that nothing's going to touch me. That's just all in my head. However, then I feel this quick motion of my hair being tucked behind my left ear and the feeling of someone's cold finger grazing the top of my ear while doing so. Uh, No, thank you. Uh, Knowing it was most likely a kid, I didn't freak out as much, but I was still very spooked. Although that at the same time, or sorry, although that same night, we did interact with a very negative spirit that expressed that he was going to rape me an evil doctor in the attic that may have been the one to snap his fingers right next to my ear while I was all alone, so at least I'm hoping it was a kid that went ahead and played with my hair.
1: Oh! Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that I don't
0: that either. like that. That crosses some spiritual
1: boundaries.
0: <laughs> Not spiritual, but, uh...
1: Personal boundaries. Yeah.
0: What the hell? That's creepy. I don't know much...
1: About that the... feels like American Horror Story type. <laughs> yeah, it does.
0: It goes from playful children's spirits to evil. Very dark. Yeah, I don't. Sorry, you experienced that. That's scary. Yeah, that's really
1: scary.
0: <sighs> All right, and then its last story is a shorter one too. The last story I'll share is the one, for some reason, has shaken me up the most. We were at the Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio up on this very top floor that was used as a hospital. Not a lot of people knew about it, so we were the only ones up there. It was my mom and I that decided to do a small session up there since our friend is older and can't climb a lot of stairs. We be, we get up there and immediately the energy up there was incredibly strong and overbearing. I'm not a medium or anything like that, but I am sensitive to energies and am affected easily when it comes to something being very strong. Uh, I got the feeling that hardly anyone ever went up to the hospital. So the spirits spirits up there either all wanted to talk to us and were all fighting over each other to communicate with us or all wanted us out. And there were a lot of spirits up there. We had just gotten up there and I already wanted to leave. I felt so overwhelmed and honestly freaked out. We figured we would set up some equipment to see if we got anything. Then we would leave and rejoin our friends downstairs. So we set up a few cat balls in the REM pod right in front of where we were sitting. Before we started asking questions, I hear movement coming from my left and footsteps walking across the floor on the opposite side of the room. Cool. Very cool. <laughs> then all of the cat balls around the room began to go off like crazy. A loud oh, thud sounds right in front of us. Keep in mind that my mom and I were sitting still in chairs, and we were the only ones up there. Uh, oh my the cat- gosh. The cat ball and REM pod set up in front of us both go off at the same time. That's a lot. <laughs> That's- it is. A lot have activity for a short amount of time it, um, it yeah. feels like
1: Yeah.
0: Says, now as a paranormal investigator I don't get super scared easily um, but I've been to some of the most haunted locations in the US and yeah it can be a little spooky but yeah. I'm not one to freak out like that but there was something about all those spirits all trying to make themselves known to us at once that made me sick and want to get out of there as soon as possible this could go hand in hand with the SS Estes SS method session in the chair room which is the small room with a single chair in the middle of it nope don't like that where something kept telling us to leave and to get out and over out over and over again we decided that was the end of our investigation at the reformatory right yeah <laughs> when they're telling you
1: to leave it's like yeah. okay I think I'll just listen to them I <laughs> yeah, think that's, that's my cue I think that's my time to go yeah
0: uh, the, wow the, Yeah, Hope these stories I bet... suffice Yes, yes yeah. they do, thank you <laughs>
1: Yeah I bet that um, Working as a paranormal investigator Is just, what a job You know, like what yeah. a
0: That's, that's I always think That I would like uh, To Be one, but mm-hmm. I think I like talking about it more than I like to Experience it <laughs> Yeah
1: it's a lot easier to talk about it after the fact rather than um yeah. experiencing it.
0: Yeah, I, I think. I'm just too much of a chicken to experience stuff like that.
1: <laughs> I know me too.
0: Um but yeah. So, thank you for sending those in. That that was Yeah. Exactly what
1: serious. we Yeah.
0: Now exactly I'm gonna what I Yeah. dreams was
1: about um capes.
0: Oh, I just hope we don't dream about the creeper because that is oh not something okay.
1: I like. <laughs> that's really creepy that i could not yeah i could not handle that it's
0: disgusting um so we have one more story and it's shorter to leave you with okay. um, this one was sent in from emily and she's a family friend of mine mm. um she's got a lot of stuff so i'll read i'll read this one that she sent me okay. um it says I was pet sitting for my parents, which involved staying overnight with their dog and cat. Being in a bed that wasn't my own, I dragged out going to bed as I pretty, as I had a pretty uneasy feeling. Their dog Redmond had a couple rounds of barking in the kitchen for no reason really. I chalked it up to him being nervous as they were almost never without him. When I finally went to bed, he was still uneasy but settled down. At some point I fell asleep and woke from a dream that a tall man with a bad back was microwaving his coffee and asking me which button to push it startled me as I heard the microwave go off and shot up out of my parents bed I couldn't tell if I had dreamt that the microwave went off in my sleep or not but to try to stay um, not so on edge I nestled back in into rest Uh, seconds later the microwave beeped as if to remind me I still had something cooked in there waiting I sat back up, wide-eyed, and got up and walked to the kitchen. I felt as though I had uh, seen someone standing directly behind me when I opened the door and found a coffee cup inside. My dad reheats his coffee and forgets it, so I didn't let myself spiral too much. I got back into bed, and this time I'm a bit relieved and exhausted and fell asleep again to the same damn dream. This time the old man went with a bad back is much more impatient in his expressions and before the old man can even ask me how to warm his coffee, I make myself awake and sit up and as I do, the microwave sounds off as if it's just finished. I get up fast, the dog and cat follow, and when I get to the kitchen, the microwave is lit. I go to the door and the handle feels hot. I feel the wall and it's just as hot as the microwave. I dial 911 and tell them the microwave keeps going on by itself, just Dispatch is stumped as she asks more clarifying questions and sends the fire department. Thirteen firemen arrive and, after testing the wall, decide to rip out the unusual... Er, try... try, Decide to rip out the microwave so it it can't do it anymore and set it on the ground outside in the rain. It was the most unusual phone call to my parents I had made in a really long time. (laughs) An electrician came days later and could not find a source, and the wall had returned to being just a normal, safe temperature absolutely wild, nothing weird has happened dog and cat uh, sitting since (laughs) wow,
1: that's weird
0: and then she said, shoot I forgot a very important part of the story until I was searching the text messages with my mom before all this happened there was a random knock on the back door earlier in the night and my dad had this weather thing that wouldn't stop going off so I took the batteries out and it continued through the night and then we went to bed and this all happened the microwave happened (laughs)
1: No way. That's (laughs) crazy.
0: I know. It says, would you believe me that just weeks later, my house was struck by lightning and exploded the gas line? Those same 13 firefighters were like, what did you do to get God mad? (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. It's almost like it was a warning. Like, you need to unplug this, get it out before it starts a fire or something.
1: Right. That's exactly what I thought. Like be careful with this get it out and yeah. then also the like that's crazy isn't it yeah that that would freak me out
0: for sure especially it's like also why is there an what who's the old man with a bad back like why <laughs>
1: yeah yeah that's so crazy
0: it's weird wow I'm... yeah
1: that's bananas
0: mhm i'm it's weird too because it's like in a space where you're not used to sleeping you're not used yes. to the, the space and all of these weird things are going on so you could yeah chalk it up to you just being uncomfortable and having weird dreams but also why is the microwave continuing to go off and why is the wall hot
1: <laughs> yeah why is the wall hot why you know
0: that and would be my can figure first, it out.
1: that would be my first like instinct is to unplug the microwave and pull it off of the yeah off of the counter or whatever
0: yeah it's crazy yeah but yeah, but those are our stories thank you everybody for sending them in yeah Um, thanks for
1: sending them in you guys have fascinating lives that's (laughs) i wish my life was that interesting but
0: please keep sending them to us because we love to read them (laughs) yes and you can know you can call them in Mm -hmm. um you leave a voicemail and we'll play the voicemail. Um, I'll I'll link the phone number and everything in the show notes and and stuff so you can find it there. But yeah, please keep sending us stories. Tell your parents, tell your sisters, tell your brothers to send us stories. Listen to them. We'll yeah. have
1: a good time reacting uh, yeah. in real time. That's kind of our thing. Yeah, I know. So. I love it. But yeah, that's all I got. So. Thanks for joining us. Happy Halloween to everybody yes. out there since we're since we're um you know headed into the Halloween week. Yep. And,
0: this should uh, be coming out on Halloween, so we'll Yeah. Have a spooky story day for you if anything. It's supposed to snow Absolutely. here, so that's fun. Wow. Thank you for <laughs> using
1: that very creepy word that starts with an s.
0: <laughs> I mean, we're both watching Hallmark movies already, so
1: Wow! Thanks for outing me
0: (laughs) Uh, on the pod. Listen, if I'm going down for that, so are you.
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly. Uh, Well, we are who we are. We're proud.
0: We we loved stories. people. I loved. Yep, we are. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you all for listening, and uh, thanks for joining us again. We'll catch you next time. happy Halloween happy Halloween hey everyone Maria here just wanted to say thank you for listening to today's show. As always, we really love hearing all of your weird, creepy experiences that you send us. Uh, We really appreciate everybody who's sent us a story and uh, we have a lot actually lined up still. So um, please keep sending them in. Tell your friends to send them in. Um, You can email us at ycmopod at gmail.com or now you can call us at 616- 202-1460 and leave your story or experience on our voicemail and we'll play it on the show uh, to help our show grow and to bring you the best content please share rate review our podcast um, you can follow us on all social media at ycmo pod and we can't wait to hear your story